This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Hello, and this is Peter Stewart. Thank you for listening to episode 25 for Saturday the 2nd of March. The story of the wartime plane crash on Rygate Hill is on the way. Plus, in the Good Time Guide, a calligraphy group and a quiz night, we hear about baby sharks and hunting mice. There's country walking and safe surfing, chakra dance and hip-hop, and a couple of musical concerts as well. In the news this week, a local pub has set up a crowdfunding page. They say if it doesn't succeed, it may have to close. Meanwhile, another local pub is increasing its opening hours, and one more is after more staff. Details of a charity event to help the homeless. The local bank, which is collecting Easter eggs for children with cancer. Save the date! We've got details of a big fundraising ball for one of our local charities. Young farmers are after some new volunteers to help them. And we look at the story of a small POW camp in Charlwood during World War II. In sport, we feature Old Rigations RFC, cricket coaching and mini netball, and how you can get windsurfing training. Plus, congratulations to one of the teachers at Rygate Grammar School. And another job going at Buckland Lake. Plus, who are the tightest, meanest people you know in your town in the Planet Rygate area? Someone who works in a local coffee shop can tell us their thoughts about some people and what they try and blag for free. Our stars are from Rygate. Roberta the Robot asks questions of Tina in Red Hill. And our 60-second soundscape is from Red Hill as well. This is... The Planet Rygate Podcast with Peter Stewart. So don't forget to subscribe to the show in your favourite podcast app and tell your friends as well. And we've got so much more in our archived shows as well. In episode one, we talked with Dave Kelly about the Run Rygate event. And then in episode two, we heard from what more than a dozen runners at that event, talking to them as they crossed the finish line, why they did it. And how they coped, you'll find those episodes on our page on your favourite podcast app. OK, let's uh, move on to the Planet Rygate post bag this week. And we've got a message from Peter. He says, uh, thank you for that brilliant picture in words that you painted of backstage at the Archway Theatre. Yeah, we uh, had our first part of that series of interviews last week. We continue and conclude a little bit later on in this week's edition of the Planet Rygate podcast. Your hyper-local podcast, says Peter, really is the place to go to find out everything about this great borough that we live in. Thank you so much, Peter. And also from Rygate Squash Club, who wrote, thank you for the lovely mention last week. And then they told all of their fans and followers and friends to listen at 53 minutes and two seconds on the latest podcast, which is great. I always like it if you listen at zero 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 zero. And all the way through to the latest podcast. But Rygate Squash Cup, thanks very much indeed uh, for that mention. Oh, and quickly back to somebody else who wrote me a message as well, uh, who said, yeah, t- talking back to the um, talking about the, the Archway Theatre a tour that we did last week and continue and conclude this week. I really enjoyed listening to the podcast every week. Such a wealth of information and very interesting stories. This week I really liked the one about the Archway Theatre. My grandson was in the production of Peter Pan and loved being on stage. 
And we love you listening to the Planet Rygate podcast. Well, before we go, at the end of the show, a natural sound from a place you know, our 60-second soundscape from Red Hill. But first, it's the Planet Rygate planner. We call it the Good Time Guide. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, the Good Time Guide now comes in two parts. First, this weekend, and then later on in the show, this coming week from Monday. So this is what we've got lined up. For Saturday, the 2nd of March, a newly established calligraphy group for novice and experienced calligraphers in Red Hill. Meetings most Saturdays, 10am till 2. It's called the East Surrey Calligraphy Club. .co.uk and uh, as I say three sessions for £50 it includes a tutored session and calligraphy starter kit as well and uh, East Surrey Calligraphy Club.co.uk if you want to get involved in that Bats Hill Distillers mentioned it last week and they've got something on again this week as well it's the opening of their micro distillery located on the picturesque Brightley Farm this weekend Come and immerse yourself in the world of craft spirits where tradition meets innovation. There's some tastings and shopping and discounts. You can meet the farm animals and shop in the farm shop as well. And Ceramic Fitch has an open studio on the 2nd of March, all between 9 and 3. Where is Brightley Farm? It's at Miller's Lane in Outwood, RH15PY, batshilldistillers.co.uk. There's a charity casino evening Saturday in support of Brooklyn School Rygate. Go along, place your bets, enjoy canapes and bowl food. Prizes for the top three winners of the night. Tickets £90 a person. Manager at thereverie.me to book. Fundraising goes towards two new garden therapy rooms, playground equipment, specialist rocking chairs, class iPads and pool equipment as well, as I say, for the Brooklyn School in Rygate. Buckland and Betchworth Choral Society have a quiz night Saturday in Betchworth Village Hall. Go along, take your friends, BYO food and drinks, but they will provide the brownies and the tea and the coffee and also the raffle as well. Sunday is the Great Gatton Mouse Hunt. Follow the trail through the rock garden to find their famous knitted mice and try and spot the extra special ones as well. And then you can buy your own mouse, knitted by their volunteers in the Gatton Hall Museum. Oh, sorry, scrub that. In the Gatton Hall Mouseum. See what they did there. The perfect event for young children. 12 till 5 Sunday, online booking, £6 for adults children free Nicole got in touch she says I keep seeing you pop up in Facebook yes <laughs> we try to we try to hopefully not annoy her not spam but respond and promote ourselves and also promote other people and other groups and other things going on in the planet Rygate area as well uh, thought I'd ask says Nicole if you'd be interested in giving me a shout out I run a monthly gong bath in Rygate and from June I'm going to be holding yoga beforehand as well the website is vegongs v-e-g-o-n-g-s dot com which I run with a partner my solo work is nicolewildyoga.co.uk and I'll be launching at Mercer's Lake as well so the details gong bath starts Sunday the 3rd of March 7 to 8pm at the Coleman Redland Centre in Rygate vegongs dot com 
So as I say, the Good Time Guide now comes in two parts. Those were places to go and things to do this weekend and later on in the show, this coming week from Monday on the Planet Rygate podcast. On the way in the news, that local pub which has set up a crowdfunding page, young farmers are after some new volunteers to help them, and the local bank which is collecting Easter eggs for children with cancer. All that and more on the Planet Rygate podcast. The Planet Rygate podcast. Great stories from Red Hill. And don't forget, if you need any audio produced for your group or for your business, from a podcast to an on-hold message, from a video voiceover to a host for an award ceremony, you can always get in touch with me right here. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com We continue our tour now of the Archway Theatre in Hawley. Melody and Robert are our hosts. Now, last week we walked and talked through the bar and the main auditorium and then backstage to the props department. And now we'll continue to their other smaller space used for things like stand-ups and private events. And you know what? There was a, an, another bar there as well. I'm just going back down the same steps that we just came came up. But Elodie, you'll have to take it from here. I don't know where we're going. But in the meantime, perhaps you can explain to me uh, what other productions we've got coming up in 2024. For sure. So after Much Ado, we have um, Home I'm Darling, which is a Laura Wade play uh, that was on in the West End not that long ago, followed by Constellations, which is a two-hander play where we've decided to cast it with several different casts much like they did uh, recently in the West End as well so we have depending on what night you come you'll see a different cast performing Uh, then we have a play called Die and Viv and Rose um, which is a really sweet play about these women and their lives together then we have our youth production which is the amazing Maurice and his educated rodents which we're very excited (laughs) about those productions always do very very well our youth is is very talented after that, we have, we have a, a new thing happening this year where we're performing at Wakehurst. It's our first time with them, and we're going to do a Midsummer Night's Dream, another Shakespeare play, and it's going to be open air, and it's going to be... I think it's going to be amazing. So after that, we have Brassed Off. Oh, I, I saw the film. Exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then um, following that, we have this, um, this production that we've called The Rhythm of Life, which is going to be a musical review. So it's going to have lots of different songs from lots of different, more contemporary musicals, kind of mass out the shape of a life. Then we have uh, Bones, which is a, a very interesting and, and gritty script. And then near the end of the year, we have a play called Terra Nova, which is a dramatisation of Captain Scott's expedition to the South Pole in 1911 and 1912. You're and going to show the South Pole on stage? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've shown all sorts of and things. And turn the heating stage. off, yes, presumably. absolutely, yeah, just to give... It more atmospheric. <laughs> and then our final production is um, A Vicar of Dibley Christmas. So last year we did A Vicar of Dibley, the, the first script, which is um, a couple of episodes put together, and it went down so well, and people loved it so much, so we thought we'd, uh, we'd bring it back this year as well with a different, different set of scripts. Fantastic. What a variety, what an array of different kind of formats and different productions and different people going to be involved, and different audiences 
Hughes is coming along as well. As you can tell, dear listener, we've left the, the, the main part of the, uh, of the theatre area. We've come outside, just past the bus stop, and then we've come back in a couple of arches further up. And this is another area, isn't it? Yeah, so this is our studio space. It's um, a lot more basic in terms of what we can achieve here. It's only got one wing, which is that back entrance. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you can see, it's just a lot smaller. That's our little cupboard where our techie sits, which is a lot different to the setup we have in the main house. And they're going to be different, different chairs, obviously, that nothing yeah. is set out, but yeah. individual chairs, yeah. And actually, that's kind of the joy of the space, is you can kind of do whatever you want with it. I was in a so it could be what kind of stand-up? nights that kind of thing yeah. or all the different productions from, from outside companies or groups absolutely so we have an in-house improv group and they do their shows mm-hmm. here so that always goes down really well they sell out consistently we also have in-house plays that we do here we also have people coming from outside bringing their shows to us so always interesting little things going on in here lately we've had uh, local musicians and people like that doing gigs here haven't we yeah yeah we've had um, we've had Anne Howie and, and other people like that and those always go down really well too yeah and, and if we're not using it for that sort of thing uh, it's quite a family the Archway Theatre if somebody's having a birthday or a special event invariably the bar will be set up in the room next door the second bar yeah 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 we've got a bar over here too <laughs> it is important that you get your priorities right in these places and they're all heavily subsidised um, there's a great social life you know if, if if somebody wants to have a celebration, they've got a ready-made family here. And, and, and equally, if somebody's having a sad time, the family get round them too. Yeah. Remind us again, how many people are involved with the Archway Theatre Company? Potential actors and cast and the directors and the committee and the people doing the scenery work and, and the set designers and people front of house and who else? The bar people, I, tickets, I, I guess. publicity. <laughs> if... If we're thinking about all the different kinds of groups, we have about uh, 16 council members, and then we have uh, every 10-night production, we have three people at the front of house doing bar and box office and coffee, and then you have all the people backstage on that show as well, so that can be up to four people. Then you have the cast, which can vary from two to 40. Uh, the, the set painters. The set painters, the builders, the people who, who do other kinds of... The costumers. Yeah, I mean, there's, the there's so many people. There's probably 40 or 50 50 people involved in bringing any production together, I guess. At least. At l- more than that, I would say. Maybe more. Yeah. I mean, and there's about, I think, I forget what the current membership is, but it's in the 400s. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of people here with an awful lot of skills. Yeah. And we haven't talked about various youth groups and the workshops that you do as well to encourage that, that next generation of actors and actresses. I first came to the theatre when I was a child. I was about eight, and I started with the youth workshop. And then I finished doing that, and I went away for a bit, and then I came back and did the young adults workshop until I was 21 and then I stayed on with the young adults workshop as a a co-leader and I wrote some plays for them and I directed for them and then since then I just transitioned into the main house but we have our youth group which often has a waiting list because it's really popular we have our young adults group which we've recently relaunched with a new leader Ella Salton who's amazing we have um, a, a play reading group we have our improv group we have our singing group we have our right club. We also have our safeguarding functions. So we have a safeguarding and well-being lead for the theatre, and that is looking out for the safety and, um, and, and happiness, I guess, of any person working under this roof. 
We like to make sure that nobody is marginalised, that everybody has a voice, and importantly, because we have the youth group and the young people, we have a whole team of chaperones. Um, so for every production that involves children, you have to have a de minimis number of chaperones per child. There's all sorts of rules around that. Everybody has to be properly DBS checked. They have to understand how to look after young people. And when you're looking after young people, you have also to know what are the signs that that young person might actually be suffering emotionally or physically and you have to be trained to pick up on it. So all of our chaperones, as they would do in television theatre on a professional basis, they all get accredited by the local council so that when children are performing here, we can say very clearly that we keep them in a safe environment. I said it was virtually professional, didn't I, earlier on, and it, it really is. Thank you ever so much. I like the idea of the drama reading and the script writing workshops because I'm now thinking to myself, I wonder if someone could write like a radio soap opera for my podcast and they could act it, I don't know, just, uh, just putting it out there. Oh, that's a new challenge. That's a new challenge, isn't it, for you? Uh, OK, Elodie and Robert, thank you ever so much for asking me down. Thank you for your support for the Planet Rygate podcast and hopefully we'll be able to return that by publicising the various events that Elodie was telling us about a few moments ago which are happening here at the Archway Theatre. I'm just going to ask you again, each of you, to, to sum up your feelings for the theatre and the group and why people should get involved, either perhaps coming along to act or uh, soar up bits of the stage set, obviously making it, not destroying it, if you know what I mean, uh, and, and also come along and get some tickets and come along and see some of your productions. So I think there are very few places around where you can have a community where you're working together to build something together you kind of only ever get that other than in theatre in sports teams maybe but it's actually very hard to find places where we're all working together without um, motivations of money or income or any of that kind of stuff we're just doing it because we love to create and work as a team and I think that's very rare now, and I think it's incredibly important. When it comes to doing a production here, there's two reasons you do it. You do it because you want to have a good time um, with people that you either know or are meeting for the first time, and you do it because you want to make something good. And there's no better reason, I think, to donate your time, put energy and effort into something than those two things and make friendships that last lifetimes, that create theatre, that affects people, that they remember for decades afterwards. Going to London is expensive and it's time-consuming. We're here, we're so local, it's so easy to come and see us. And we have such a range of things to see. I just think it's a no-brainer that... You should come and visit, even if you've never seen theatre before, even if you're not sure about theatre. If you finish the night and you're like, that wasn't for me, you're only 11.50 down for it, which I think is fine. But if you sit and you're like, actually, I love this and I'd like to see more, then we've, we've given you something that enriches your life more than TV and film, something that's in person with people. And I think that's a really rare and important thing to have. Elodie, thank you. Robert. I've been coming here myself for about 16 years and while I was still working, it kept me sane during a, a very busy job. I retired two or three years ago and decided to put my energies into this place and it's absolutely lovely. It's really nice also. Now I've finally got the time in my life to do the stuff I want to do. I can come down here and do things... I could never have done anywhere else because here, if you don't have the talent to do something, people will help you to do it. I never thought that I would be building 
stage sets. And I, and I have to say, I, with one other scenery citizen, have just built the trellis for Elodie's play, up which somebody will climb to the balcony. And I feel very proud of that. And I know that it won't fall down when they tread on it, because I put extra long screws in it to make sure they were safe. <laughs> if you've been a small group of a, of, of a very serious emotional play here with four or five of you in it you come away from that with a shared experience that never leaves you and often a new group of friends equally I was working backstage at the pantomime last month because I'm a chaperone too if you could see the look on the kids faces after the last performance and when I say the kids I'm talking sort of eight-year-olds right the way through to 18-year-olds if you could have looked at their faces and the adults around them you know there probably wasn't a dry eye as the curtain went down but everybody's there, and it's such a lovely feeling. So uh, it's, it's what Elodie says, really. It's something really, really special. OK. I'm going to finish off by asking you both to join me on stage, uh, because it seems appropriate that this is the best place to ask you to finish off by telling people, in your best theatrical voice, how they can get in touch. So we want phone numbers, we want box office details, we want websites, we want locations, car parking details and so on. The best place that you can find us is online. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. Um, you can find us in all of those places just by searching the Archway Theatre. We also have a new shiny website which you can find at archwaytheatre.co.uk. You can call us on 01293 784-398 although we may not always be there to pick up the phone but we are pretty much always online uh, because that's me and uh, I receive those messages so we're available for a chat for any questions that you might have and if you want to book a ticket you can find that through the website um, where you will find links to all of the different productions I think an important thing to add to that is that if you do go to the website and join our mailing list you will get advance notice of everything that's happening. And recently, people weren't able to get tickets for the pantomime a week or two before because it had sold out. And the month before that, we were doing BBC's Blackadder. Same thing. We sold out several weeks before the pantomime. So get yourself on the mailing list. And even if there's not something going on now that you like the look of, you'll get good notice and time to book for it. It's the archway. It's under the railway arches. It's next to the station. A few minutes down the line from Red Hill and East Croydon, half an hour or so up the line from Brighton and from Gatwick Airport and Crawley. There's parking immediately outside in 20 or so spaces next to the station. There's also plenty of car parks within the town centre. And as Elodie said earlier, most of the local roads have got some space on them after six o'clock. So it's not difficult to get to. So there's really no excuse for any of your listeners not to come down here and at least give it a go. And we'll give them a warm welcome. And our thanks to Elodie and Robert from the Archway Theatre in Hawley. And of course, the Planet Rygate podcast is proud to be official partner with the Archway Theatre in Hawley. For more information and booking details, you can go to archwaytheatre.com or phone 0333 666 Still to come in this week's edition of the Planet Rygate podcast, in sport we feature old Rygations, cricket coaching and mini netball, and how you can get windsurfing training as well, and we congratulate one of the teachers at RGS as well. But first of all, if you didn't catch the local news this week, here's where you catch up. And we'll start off with news of 
the school issue. Yeah, councillors have ordered a full review of primary school provision across Rygate. And of course, it all follows Surrey County Council's Cabinet Member for Education claiming children were being taught in corridors at one school at the centre of a relocation row. More on that in a second. So, Rygate, you know a lot about this, but in case new new listeners start here, Rygate Priory School earmarked for a move to the sites at the County Council's headquarters, uh, what a mile or so away over at Woodhatch Place, and but, but of course it's it, it it's the journey, isn't it? And it's the pavements, and it's the busyness of the roads, and so on. The planning application was rejected in February last year because, as I say, those safety concerns. Senior councillors then set out the problems with the school, which obviously, as you know, is in that Grade 1 listed building in Priory Park, at a Cabinet meeting on Tuesday. Spoke about this in last week's show, didn't we? Claire Curran is the Cabinet Member for Education, and it was her that said some pupils were being taught in corridors because of an unsafe roof. Said that some classes are being moved. She also claimed the school couldn't accept some pupils with additional needs because of accessibility issues at the current site. And she said the school couldn't stay in the Priory building in its current state for much longer. Now, a consultation on the various options available to the County Council said that parents felt distrust towards the authority. Mentioned this in last week's show. And parents at the meeting last Tuesday say... Well, they have been for a long time, of course. The current site could be redeveloped. Now, the spokesperson for Save Our School is Chris Morris. He asked Cabinet members to look at those other site options as part of a working group to explore reorganisation options for schools in the primary planning area of Rygate. And he asked for the council to work with the community to ensure a school, either on the current site or in a safe location for our children, quote, is fairly considered. Cabinet members opted to set up that education working group to look at the options, which could include expansions, schools amalgamating or changing to become primary schools. So, what are we saying? It ain't over yet. So a pub in Merstham has set up a crowdfunding page. Uh, the main aim is to ensure that the station remains a local community pub and to avoid potential development of, of these substantial land they've got there. They say by having the pub open and trading and with support from the local community and friends, the development of the building can be avoided. Your donations, they say, will be greatly appreciated. And they say we'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who's used the pub for their support and your continued support will give guarantee its future best wishes to them if you would like the link to their crowdfunder page you can go to crowdfunder.co.uk and search for the station pub save the station pub is the name of their page if you've got a problem finding that you can get in touch with me and i'll pass on the details email hello at the planet And we're sure you will have noticed that the uh, Bell Pub in Rygate has been open on a Sunday from 12 till 8. That is reflective, they say, of our quieter Sunday evenings in the winter. However, from the beginning of April, they say they're going to be returning to their original opening times from 12pm to 10pm on Sundays, hopefully welcoming back the lighter and brighter and hopefully drier (laughs) spring and summer evenings, which will be rather nice, wouldn't it? So uh, got a bit of a yin and yang there, haven't we? We've got one pub which is in difficulties, but another one which is 
trying to extend its offer by extending its opening hours. Best wishes to both of those local businesses in the Planet Rygate area. Well, from 7 o'clock on Friday the 8th through till 7 o'clock on Saturday the 9th, you can join the YMCA and sleep out with the group there at the YMCA Young People and Family Centre. That's at the old fire station in Hawley. They say we'll provide you with cardboard. to, but Yeah, because you will actually be literally sleeping out. You know, you're not going to be inside and it's just a sleep out, in quote marks, those kind of rabbit ears that people do with their fingers on both hands you're actually going to be sleeping out you get the cardboard you build a shelter for the night you do get some hot food and drinks and snacks to keep you going but the idea is that you get to experience sleeping outside and facing the elements for one night obviously other people do it for many many more nights than that but with a fantastic group of like-minded people the whole idea is obviously raising awareness but also raising money so you have to pay for that kind of privilege of sleeping outside i guess really you're paying for the privilege of not usually having to sleep outside if you get my drift adults 10 pounds 16 to 18 year olds of fiver uh, you can get in touch with them ymcaesurrey.org.uk the NatWest Bank in Red Hill are collecting Easter eggs for the Royal Marston Oak Centre for children and young people this year. They say they'll be grateful for any donations of eggs that they can distribute to the hospital to help bring some smiles to all of the children who are in the wards and getting treatment at the hospital. You can donate any eggs by Tuesday the 26th of March, please, so they can deliver them in time for Easter and they thank everyone in advance for all their support. Once again, that's the NatWest Bank in Red Hill. And the Lucy Rayner Foundation have got in touch. They say, join us weekly at one of our support groups where understanding meets healing. Together we navigate life's challenges, share stories and find strength in each other's journeys. In our weekly support groups, they say, you're never alone. We can offer both virtual and face-to-face groups for anyone over the age of 18. If you need more information and want to get some advice or whether or not that's the group for you, you can email them at info at com. You know what? We all go through challenges, don't we? Whether it be a struggle that we've got in our mind about who we are and what we're doing and where we're going. Maybe it's something happening at work, something in a relationship or with children or world event something like that and sometimes you just want to talk things through with someone maybe get a bit of advice or perspective or just someone to listen and nod along give you a cup of tea and a biscuit that kind of thing yeah info at the lucy rayner foundation.com and slightly happier from the lucy rayner foundation save the date yeah they say we're really excited to announce we've secured a date for the best night of the year it's our gala dinner now the lucy rayner foundation is obviously based locally so we are going to mention this of course we are although it's actually going to be taking place at somewhere called um if i pronounce this right epsom is that is that right i don't know i think there are dragons there it's an epsom racecourse on saturday the 12th of october so a date for your diary and um, well don't just put it in the diary get in contact with them for official ticket release dates they will be able to help you out uh, so spread the word gather your friends family colleague to make up your table that's uh, info at the lucy rayner foundation.com if you want details on that as well 
Okay, uh, these may be cider drinkers. Um, the Surrey Young Farmers Clubs, they say they're looking for volunteers and club leaders for their Merstham Young Farmers Clubs. Do you enjoy working with young people, being outdoors? Then we would like to hear from you. Development at Surrey YFC for Young Farmers Club.co.uk, or you can contact them on 01737 844 528. That's the Surrey Young Farmers Club, specifically looking for help for their Merstham Young Farmers Club. Development at SurreyYFC.co.uk. Also, you know what? It occurred to me, and I've not done this before, but it occurred to me during the week this isn't a news item, this is just me kind of having a little idea little light bulb moment do you want a message for your mum on mother's day on the program that goes out over mother's day we've not done requests and dedications before well dedications you know we can't play songs for legal reasons but if would, would you, does your mum listen to the podcast would it be a nice surprise if suddenly while she's listening she gets a bit of a shout out. Um, if you think there may be something you would like, then get in touch. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Okay. Charlwood and Hookwood Community Facebook page had a post which really intrigued me um, a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago, because Malcolm wrote. From 1943 to at least September 1945, there was a small POW camp in Charlwood. It was attached to the main camp at Kingsfold, which was actually Camp 46. It held Italian POWs. Uh, Does anyone know any more information about this? Brendan replied, Yeah, he says the POW prison was on Norwood Hill, on the south side of the road between Norwood and Slaughterwicks. It's now a house, Brendan says. The German prisoners had so little desire to escape that they were let out to help the local farmers. Um, do you know any more about that? Obviously, there seems to be a bit of discrepancy between Malcolm and Brendan, whether it was Italian POWs or whether it was German POWs. Would uh, really welcome um, any more thoughts on that. Either get back in touch with Malcolm on the Charlwood and Hookwood Community Facebook page or get in touch with me and uh, we'll mention it on the podcast. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com This is the Planet Rygate Podcast. This week we are mentioning Rygate, Redhill, Hawley, Outwood, Buckland, Betchworth, Gatton, Merston, Brockham, Charlwood, Hookwood, Norwood Hill and Bletchingley as well. There's an awful lot of woods there, aren't they? Outwood, Charlwood, Hookwood and Norwood. Yeah, all of those featured this week in the Planet Rygate podcast. Because this is the podcast exclusively and proudly for RH1, 2 and 3. And a little bit of RH6 as well. Join us every week via your favourite podcast app. Old Rygations RFC are recruiting girls locally to try out rugby. Did you know that girls and women's rugby is the fastest growing team sport in the world? And Old Rygation say they're currently the second largest girls rugby section in the country. And they reckon they're on course to be the largest pretty soon. So they say if you'd like to give it a go, you can email them at girlschair at oldrygationrfc.com so they can um, tell you what to do and where to go and when to be there. The girls train Wednesday nights, play matches on Sundays usually. They said we really look forward to welcoming you to the club. Girls chair at oldrygationrfc.com. 
And just, what, a few weeks to go before the cricket season begins. Uh, what, five, six weeks, something like that? And you can join some group sessions and enter the season with confidence, suitable for all young cricketers from under nines to under fifteens. You can book your spots at thecowcorner.com and get ahead of the game. Yeah, group coaching sessions available. It's all going to be happening at the Hawthorne School in Bletchingley. And the details, again, you can get in touch with the Cow Corner, as in the animal the cowcorner.com for more information monthly mini netball is going on they are recruiting new players they say get in touch if you're interested in joining us we welcome players of any ability and would love to see you their next session uh this coming sunday 3rd of march 9 30 to 10 30 at the hazelwood school they say we've got lots of fun and games planned for sunday sessions and we've got some space we'd love to see you learn new skills make new friends and have lots of fun playing the brilliant game of netball you can book online via girlsattack.com so thanks Maggie for sending that on to us girlsattack.com if you want some more information on that Okay, maybe you prefer to be on water rather than terra firma and would you like to up your windsurf game well you can go along to Aqua Sports Company that's the group that operate at Mercer's Lake Yeah, you can join their RYA Junior Windsurf Stage 2 course on the 4th of April it's a two day adventure it's all about progressing skills developing control and conquering new manoeuvres you can book your space now at aquasports.co.uk and still with the water the Surrey Hills Adventure Company over the way at Buckland Lake from Mercers to Buckland Uh, March is the last month they say of our intro to cold water swimming and immersion courses rather you than me has to be said Uh, this is your chance to learn all you need to know about swimming in cold water safely so you can join the many people who found the benefits and enjoyments of immersion they've got three more dates available they are March the 9th 17th and 24th you can book via the shack yeah the surrey hills adventure company so it's just a c on the end not a k the shack.co.uk and now congratulations to Rygate Grammar School teacher Rob Field. Yeah, he actually teaches hockey there at RGS and he's been named Scottish Player of the Year. Sean Fenton is the headmaster there at RGS. He says, we're so proud of Mr Field and how lucky are the students to have an elite coach every single day. Yeah, so congratulations to Rob Field, Scottish Hockey International Player of the Season. Congratulations to him. This is the Planet Rygate podcast and the first part of our story of the wartime plane that crashed on Rygate Hill on its way soon. What led up to that fatal crash? What went wrong? Plus... Rygate Roulette, someone local, answers random questions from Roberta the Robot about what they love most about living here. This week, we hear from Tina in Red Hill. But next, the Planet Rygate stars on the Planet Rygate podcast. Planet Rygate stars, thanking local heroes who are out of this world. Yeah, so let's sprinkle a little bit of stardust on one local hero, in fact a group of them, this week featuring Rygate Evening Women's Institute, who presented a cheque for £1,501 to Zoe from the charity I Choose Freedom, which you probably know runs 
refuges for survivors of domestic abuse. The money was raised in 2023, various fundraising events organised by members of the Rygate Evening Women's Institute. And it's to them, and also I reckon, the group I Choose Freedom, who this week get the Planet Rygate Star Award and a little bit of stardust. Planet Rygate stars thanking local heroes. And if you would like to nominate someone to get a star award, then... Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Welcome to Rygate Roulette on the Planet Rygate Podcast. My name is Roberta. I am the Rygate Roulette Robot. I want to find out more about what you love about living here. Spin the wheel to play and I'll ask you a question. Tina. Who is your local hero? Gary Aaron. For all the m- money he has raised during the marathons over the years, he's done oh, seven, seven, 17. The London Marathon, Dublin, Brighton. Where is your favourite seat? That would be my back garden that overlooks the farm next door. And in the spring we have lambs. And when the lambs have moved on to another field, we have horses. And obviously the wildlife. We get an owl in the tree nearest to us, bats at night. And we also have deer. What is your favourite local restaurant? I tend to go to the Bletchingley Arms. It's easy to get to, plenty of parking, extensive menu. You can take anybody there from youngsters to the, your elderly parents and relatives. Yeah, and I know the owners. <laughs> so that, we always go up there. Reasonably priced. What is your favourite local view? Yeah, it would be up on top of Rygate Hill. Nice walk on a nice day. Lovely. Take the dog, take the kids. Perfect. Where is your favourite bridge? That would be up at Box Hill, at the Stepping Stones. I always remember going there as a kid with my dad and being the only one that didn't want to go across the stepping stones because I was too frightened. Thanks for playing the Rygate Roulette game. I loved your answers. I will be back next week, but before I go, here is one of my favorite robot jokes. How do you know when you are in love with a robot? You feel a little spark. Ha 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 ha. You've been a great audience. I'm Roberta the Rygate Roulette Robot. Goodbye. And Roberta will be back next week on the Planet Rygate podcast. Last week, the Rygate Corps of Drums and Band. Now, Dave and his colleagues were on telling us about the history and the events the, the band goes to. They also played us out of the show as well. This week, playing us out of the show, we've got a sound from Red Hill. Slightly unusual. It was slightly unusual last week, wasn't it, having a band? Slightly unusual again this week. Check out our 60-second soundscape at the end of the show. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. 
In a few moments' time, we're going to be talking about that wartime air crash on Rygate Hill. If you think you know the story, we're going to be telling it in a bit more depth than you may have realised before. You've probably walked along the North Downs Way from the Junction 8 Cafe through to that uh, viewpoint there, that main viewpoint. Is that Rygate Hill or Collie Hill? Where does it stop? Where does it start? Uh, and you've, you will have noticed that memorial on the left-hand side as you're making your way towards the kind of Dorking direction. But, and the English Memorial, of course, but how much do you know about it more than you saw on the notice board that is there alongside that bench? We've got Tim, local historian, who's going to be talking to us a little bit later on in the show. After the Good Time Guide, which now comes in two parts, earlier we heard places to go and things to do this weekend. Now our Good Time Guide for the coming week, for Monday, on the Planet Rygate podcast. Low impact and seated fitness classes in Betchworth, Rygate and online as well. Classes on a Monday at the Coleman Redland Centre in Rygate. Pay-as-you-go classes suitable for all levels. Lowimpactandseatedfitness.com Rygate and Banstead Police say that they've got some monthly webinars so you can feel safer online. Yeah, a series of free monthly webinars on cyber security spearheaded by their dedicated protect officer from the Surrey and Sussex Police Cybercrime Unit. And they've got two sessions going on, which I think is really canny of them. They've got what they call a gentle learning version, Monday at 6pm. If you're not very au fait with technology, but still feel as though you need to learn, it's going to be done at a much kind of slower pace uh, for you uh, to ensure everyone feels at ease when they're buying things online or how to spot scams and that kind of thing and there's a more general version they call it on monday the 18th of march again at six o'clock if you want to master things a little bit more registration is free it's an online event and um it's via eventbrite which as i've said in the past is usually quite difficult to read out on a podcast so just get in touch and i'll pass on those details email Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Merstham Horticultural Society say, are you interested in gardening? Do you want to learn more? Why not come and join us at the Merstham Horticultural Society when we meet on the first Monday of most months, like this one coming up. Our yearly programme is available on our Facebook page and uh, they've got speakers and useful growing information there as well new members always welcome they say maybe you're new to gardening or a very experienced grower Um, give us a try and meet friendly like-minded people and a chance to meet new friends and dave from the merstham horticultural society is going to be my guest on the planet rygate podcast it's a it's a few weeks yet but it's recorded it's in the can it's on my board and uh, we're ready to play out that interview as i say in a few weeks time now, there's an audition on uh, Monday for the Archway Theatre Hawley's production of Die and Viv and Rose. It's written by Amelia Bullmore. She was in Coronation Street, wasn't she? I'm trying to remember her name uh, of, of the character in Coronation Street years ago. Years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's a very successful a producer now and script writer. Now, the performances themselves for Die and Viv and Rose are going to be in June, but the auditions are this coming Monday. Here's director Joy Matthews. The audition will be held in the foyer of the Archway Theatre, which is in the drive, Hawley. There are three female roles in this play. 
the exciting and challenging thing for these three actors is the aging process. They each have to age from 18 to 40. And as you know by now, the Planet Rygate podcast is proud to be official media partner with the Archway Theatre in Hawley. For more information and booking details, go to archwaytheatre.com or phone 0333 666 And if you want to mention for your charity, your non-profit events, whatever it happens to be, it could be a show, it could be a meeting, it could be some training, it could just be a get-together. Let us know about it. And you can do that via email. Email. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Or you can fill out the form. Find out more at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Support us at buymeacoffee.com slash theplanetrygatepodcast Okay, let's move on to Wednesday. A move over baby shark hip-hop tottle pop is back. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Perfect for toddlers who love to move and groove. They'll learn new skills, build confidence and have a blast. It's a pay-as-you-go event. £6 a session at Very Yoga, Focus House, Bell Street. Wednesdays, 10.45 to 11.15. You can book via gymcatch.com. That's G-Y-M, gymcatch.com. Again, any problems, give me a bell. On Thursday, a programme of fun, free and accessible weekly volunteer-led walks, ideal for anyone looking to become more active and meet new people. Now, the monthly walk that starts in Brockham is on the first Thursday of the month. So, this coming Thursday, then, starts at 10.30 in the morning, Dorking Rugby Club, Brockham Big Field, RH37LZ. The walk's about an hour, hour and a half, something like that, led by John Hartley. You can contact him if you've got any questions about styles or... Uh, inclines or something like that John R. L. Hartley 309 at gmail.com That's John R. L. Hartley 309 at gmail.com Whenever I hear the surname Hartley, I always think of those Yellow Pages adverts You do? Oh, that's wonderful Uh, Can you keep it for me? My name Oh yes, it's J... On Thursday between 7 and 9, Rygate Evening WI have a charity fashion show. An exciting ladies' evening of fashion and fun, a live catwalk show, and ample time to try on and buy this season's high street and branded fashions, all at bargain prices. Tickets £10 includes a welcome drink and a snack. All profits go to charity. More details from Satinda 07488. 3722190748837212219 There's a letter writing group happening at the Posadero Lounge in Redhill first Thursday of the month which is this coming week 10:30 in the morning through till midday just go along buy a drink at the lounge join the group and they'll have a selection of cards and writing paper and postcards free of charge plus plenty of pens and letter starter prompts as well so maybe you can go along and write an an, an overdue letter to friend or or, or member of your family on a bit of basildon bond it it, it rather beats a rather impersonal text or email doesn't it or and i love this don't know whether you've ever heard of the charity from me to you they supply anonymous letters to cancer patients to cheer their day 
So you may want to get involved and write one of those letters to someone who you've never met before, but is maybe having a difficult time with their diagnosis. And uh, they're hoping to have a member of that charity from me to you with them this month. Just ask for Catherine or the letter writing group when you rock up at the Posadero Lounge. Chakra Dance offers a unique opportunity to explore the depths of your being. Each movement, every breath, sounds like a line from a police song, doesn't it? Every breath you take uh, takes you closer to your authentic self. And as you dance through the seven chakras, you release blockages and invite in positive energy. Let go of the past, embrace the present and envision a vibrant future. Uh, Go along and dance and experience the joy of reconnecting with your inner essence. It's all happening in Rygate at uh, yogaananda.co.uk. So that's yoga and then a-n-a-n-d-a.co.uk. Got another walk here from the East Surrey Walkers. It's happening on uh, Saturday the 9th of March. So Saturday week. Meet at the Ray Lane National Trust car park. Walk along the North Downs Way to Thistle Hill and then Dorkham Wood, Buckland, Dungates Farm to Collywood, along the Greensand Way to Nutwood and Ray Lane. And it's going to be muddy in parts and some styles as well. It's going to be quite hilly as well, as that uh, route might suggest. Bring a picnic, they say, because you start at 10. You're probably not going to be finishing till 2.15. Why is that? Because it's nine miles. It's going to be a moderate walk. And if you want more details, contact John H. uh, 07-429-634-722. Five. It is a dog-friendly walk as well. Sing Into Spring. I love that title. I love that name. Sing Into Spring Concert. It's an evening of harmony and joy at St Mary's Church in Reigate. Go along and join them for a music concert with award-winning groups, the Include Choir and Vocal Dimension Chorus. Well, we know the Include Choir, the inspirational and inclusive choir who sing with unrivaled joy. And we've got Penny from the Include Choir uh, who's going to be our guest in a few weeks' time as well on the Planet Rygate podcast. A vocal Dimension is a captivating a cappella group with a passion for performing and taking audiences on a musical journey from traditional barbershop arrangements to classical pieces through to well-known show tunes. Tickets £12, including a drink, available uh, via robertbogin at gmail.com. That's Robert and then B-O-G-I-N and gmail.com. Carol McCutcheon wrote to me, and uh, she did so because she wanted to tell me, and indeed you by default, all about the Donata Choral Society's Spring Spectacular Concert. Something for everyone to include Handel's Messiah. Just, just the best bits. They don't have time for it all. <laughs> Organ music, hymns, opera classics, film and musical theatre, guest soprano Heather Caddick, who actually lives in Rygate. Organist David Moore, Donata School Pupils as well. It's going to be on the Saturday, Saturday week, 7pm at St John's Church. £10 cash only, and that'll include refreshments. So there you go. All sorts of things going on. Various musical events and some walking and some dancing and some letter writing. A little bit of fashion I've told you about as well. Something for the kids. And uh, also a bit of gardening too as well. And also learning something new from Rygate and Banstead Police. All sorts of stuff on the Good Time Guide, courtesy, of course, of the Planet Rygate podcast. Places to go and things to do in the week ahead.
In a clearing in the trees on Reigate Hill is a memorial dedicated to nine US airmen who were tragically killed when their plane, a B-17, what was called a flying fortress, crashed on the evening of Monday the 19th of March 1945. For the next few weeks leading up to the 79th anniversary, we'll cover the story, the mission the crew were on, and more about what happened on their journey home. We'll remember each of the heroes who died on that fateful day, the people from the town who rushed to help, and tell you more about the memorial that's there now. Our expert guest is Tadworth-based military historian Tim Richardson, who I spoke with at the site on the top of the hill. Tim, hello. Hi. Thanks very much indeed That's for joining us. Right. Nice yes. to see you on this, um, well, rather fresh day, but clear as a bell. You can see the South Downs from here today, which, of course, on the, uh, the day of the accident... Um, it was an accident, of course. Um, the air crew, the pilots, did not have the opportunity to see what was here. So tell me about that. Paint a picture for us, because as you say, the the sun is is glinting down there on towards the the South Downs. I think that's probably Gatwick Airport. We can Gatwick, yeah. we, we, we can see down there, and uh, the town of, uh, of of Rygates underneath us as well. So paint a picture of what happened back on the nineteenth of March, nineteen forty-five. Right, it, it's a Monday. We're getting into the last few months of the war. There has been a fair amount of activity. The Allies have now taken recaptured France. They've started going into Germany. The Russians are coming in from the east, but the Germans don't know that they're beaten, basically. Adolf Hitler is still sort of you know, declaring we will fight them and everything else. By day, the American 8th Air Force are bombing railway lines and railway marshalling yards to stop the Germans being able to move troops towards the Russians. Our aircraft, which is a B-17G, nicknamed a Flying Fortress, built by Boeing, was quite new. In fact, it had only arrived in this country just uh, just at the beginning of the new year of 1945, and it's based at Grafton Underwood. Now, Grafton Underwood is between Kettering up in Northamptonshire and Northampton itself. Now, the airfield has been is reverted to. Um, farmland but there is a memorial there to commemorate their wartime there and East Anglia and the Midlands of course were covered in both RAF and American Air Force bomber bases. And it's quite surprising isn't it just we're going to have lots of tangents here I'm sure as we're talking there was another airstrip wasn't there down in Horn in Surrey just by near Lingfield which is now no longer there but that was also used wasn't it for some of these. That was the D-Day it was one of the D-Day advanced bases Um, I mean if you think about it you've also got Kenley over there, which is a few miles away. Biggin Hill, a bit further on. Red Hill Aerodrome, Red was Hill that Aer- used? Well, Red Hill Aerodrome was a satellite of Kenley and was a grass strip, whereas Kenley actually had concrete runways and also very famous in the Battle of Britain. Red Hill's busiest time came after D-Day because there was a Canadian military hospital um, at Smallfield and it brought in aeromedical flights in twin-engine Dakotas, another American aircraft, and they used Red Hill a lot. Red Hill... Uh, had fighter aircraft in there but it was because it was grass it was less used Gatwick was also an airfield um, and during the Battle of Britain a German aircraft actually crash landed on it but it was also in the middle of Gatwick race course so Gatwick now is nothing like Gatwick was uh, nearly well 80 odd years ago so back to 1945 and our our American heroes aren't they absolutely December 1941 Pearl Harbor and the Americans up to that point have been sitting on the fence a little bit, but they come in. 1942, the first American Air Force troops or airmen arrive in this country, and it, they, t- they bomb in daylight, whereas the RAF, the Bomber Command, go in at night. A different style of bombing altogether. 
The losses the Americans suffered by the end of the war were 26,000 killed aircrew. RF Bomber Command, over 55,000. The only comparison with that is the German U-boat crews, which does leave you wondering a little bit, you know, was it such a good idea flying at night? But it was a 24-hour bombing thing. Jumping to uh, the 19th of March, our aircrew, their mission is to go to a place called Plauen, which is not far from Nuremberg, quite a long way over in eastern Germany. Now, they would be woken at about 4.30 in the morning. Their ground crew would have been working on probably through the night in the open because there just weren't enough hangars, and these are very big aircraft. 109-foot wingspan. It takes you, you know, quite a few steps to go across this area here. The ground crew also basically live outside. The pilot and the, the air crew are woken, um, and they'll go off. Uh, they'll have a, a, a wash, obviously, shave, get themselves ready, food, and then they have briefings. And the navigator will be briefed, the pilots will be briefed. The gunners would go out. This is the um, They had 12 uh, .50 calibre machine guns on board. And I just happened to have one in my pocket, which, oh. as you can see, is about four to five inches long. It has been fired, by the way. Mm. This is not from this site. Uh, it's quite safe, he says, hopefully. You can see it's a bit battered. But they carry, each gun had about 400 of those on there. Now, one of those can do an awful lot of damage. The RF, by the way, used 303, just a rifle round. That is a heavy machine gun round. So, the gunners would go out and they would put their thing in. The aircraft engineer would go and check everything inside the aircraft. And finally, the pilot would be given the form 1A, which by the chief of the aircrew, their aircrew man was Master Sergeant Williams, C.E. Williams, um, generally a very experienced NCO and engineer. And he would have checked everything. But the pilot and the co-pilot and the engineer would in turn check everything just to make sure. But not too much, otherwise the... Uh, Chief of the uh, the ground mechanics might think you know he's taking the rise, <laughs> so got to be you know, got to keep it on side. So he, Form One A would have been filled out by the pilot when they've come back from the mission before. The aircraft didn't fly the day before, and I've got a copy of it. We got it from the Americans when we researched this originally, and it says no problems. Interesting enough, though, it's not our Griffin's crew who have been together now for quite a few, well, thirteen missions. It's not their regular aircraft. Their regular aircraft is uh, not fit for service at this point. It will be later on, but they are flying this other aircraft. It doesn't have a name. Most American aircraft, you might have seen it, was a famous airfix kit I remember making called Bit of Lace. Memphis Bells, another mm. one, of course, very famous flying aircraft. This was unnamed, and it was just 035. That was the last three digits on its, on its number. They check everything, and they would then wait to take off. They'd be given the time to take off, let's say 8.30 in the morning, Flare would go up from the control tower, not a radio call, start your engines, because the Germans are listening. We're listening to them, they're listening to us. So just a flare. So engines would start and they would begin to move off and start to take off. On this day, there were over 400 American bombers in the air heading out over Europe, which is an awful lot of aeroplanes. They would take off. The gunners would not be in their positions. They would be in the centre of the aircraft, between the wings, where the radio operator was in a, his own little cabin, because it was the safest place to be. And the last thing they wanted was an engine going wrong, because these things now were heavily laden. And um, There's unfortunately many, many reports where an engine failed, the aircraft doesn't take off, full bomb load, um, good night Vienna. This one, safety takes off, heads off.
goes out and they then have to form up. They don't just fly straight out to the target. They form up into these enormous boxes, um, which can be literally hundreds of aircraft, and they all can see each other very closely, which means they can defend each other. They're not called flying fortresses for nothing. Twelve heavy machine guns on each aircraft, and they can see in all directions. So they build this up, and then they finally will leave across the North Sea and start heading out towards their target. Their target that day is marshalling railway yards, they uh, were going somewhere else, but the cloud was too heavy. They couldn't see to bomb. And then they dropped their bombs, turned around and come back. When they hit the English Channel, the weather has closed in. In other words, thick cloud, rain and everything else that the pilots really don't need at this time. They're going to be tired. Everybody on the aircraft going to be tired. They've been stressed. They haven't actually been attacked. They do see some jet uh, fighters, ME262s in the distance. They have fired their guns, testing them. They've dropped their bombs. They're on their way home. Stress levels have dropped off enormously. They're coming in over France, as I say. The Allies are, have taken that now. It's friendly country. The rear gunner, who's been kneeling for most of the journey in action, now gets his opportunity to come out of his rear turret and join the others. The waist gunners, um, there's only nine crew on this. By this time, they dropped from ten to nine. The waist gunners, there's two windows with a machine gun facing outside, out of each. Same in the front, the bombardier now called the toggler the crew changes all the time around this thing the radio operator if they needed to fire guns out of either side of the aircraft he would come out and operate that but otherwise he stays in his radio shack joined perhaps by the ball gunner William Irons in this case who was only 5 foot 6 This the ball turret is retractable underneath the aircraft very claustrophobic and he had to sit there peering through his knees looking down these things could fly at 35,000 feet usually 25,000 feet so two miles down to the ground below I wouldn't fancy that and we're both of us here we're standing well over six foot no thank you the navigator's in the front he is now um, working out all the time keeping a log deciding giving instructions to the pilot you know we need to do a few degrees uh, to port or starboard or something similar to that ditto the radio operator is also picking up messages that come up coded ones from beacons around so that they know they're heading back in the direction now I, I mentioned about the bad weather over the channel well the command commanding officer of the mission says make your own way back because these things collided unfortunately on a regular basis so they did they came in over the coast at New Haven and they came straight this way um, trying to get down below the clouds now we're standing here at 720 feet on the actual point of impact Rygate is 240 feet above sea level the cloud base was down to 300 it was called 7 tenths to 10 tenths cloud and that is and raining they're doing 200 miles an hour as they come across Rygate Town. People in the bus queue remember this thing flying just as it seemed above their heads. And seconds later, boomf.
it hit the trees. I'm looking out across here. Um, you can see beech trees on either side and the gap between. This gap was not there until then. Pre-war photographs just show a solid line of beaches. The wings were taken off. The aircraft came to a halt in just literally a few hundred yards. Behind us is the North Downs Way, the tra hard track on the memorial seat. That is where the aircraft finished up, the fuselage. It broke in parts. It caught fire. And the story continues next week on the show when Tim tells us about what happened immediately after that crash, who came to help, and what they found when they arrived on the top of Rygate Hill. Plus, just ahead of the anniversary, we remember the American heroes who lost their lives in that fateful crash. Coming soon, local jobs, local weather, and our 60-second soundscape will bowl you over. It's before we go at the end of the show on the Planet Rygate podcast. Uniquely and exclusively for Rygate and Redhill and Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham. Now, remember to subscribe, please, so you don't miss a show. And if you want to get in touch, of course, our email address is, as always... Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com And that's the same way if you want to reach me. I've got 30 years in audio production and I've presented thousands of radio shows and news bulletins and podcasts, so maybe that's ignited an idea in your mind about something that we could do to work together. Planet Rygate is the indoor pool at Donnings and the water sports lake at Mercer's. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. So are you after a new job? Got a few jobs to tell you about this week. So first of all, let's return to the Surrey Hills Adventure Company. And they say, why don't you join our amazing team? They're looking for a full-time summer season water-based instructor. You'll need to have at least three years of providing instruction in water-based sports, ideally paddle boarding. And you'll need to hold or get the open water lifeguard qualification. They say teamwork is our key to our success over the past decade. Shifts includes weekends and evenings. If you're interested, contact Linda at theshack.co.uk. That's Linda with a Y, and it's Shack without a K. So L Y N D A at T H E S H A C dot co dot uk. Selco Builders are after a customer assistant so you'll be working on the checkouts there at red hill 11 pound 20 an hour working as part of a team providing excellent customer service wherever there's interaction with one of our customers till processing including cash account and credit card customers you'll also ensure that the correct materials are identified and processed and i say don't worry because full training is given you can either go direct to the warehouse or you can contact me and I'll pass on the rather complicated address, but it is via totaljobs.com. And also one of our local pubs is after staff. They're looking for staff at the Red Cross. If you're interested and exceptional, please contact or pop in to see Andy, they say. That's the Red Cross in Rygate after bar staff. And you heard about it on the Planet Rygate podcast. Still to come... 
on the Planet Rygate podcast. Local weather on the way this week and next week. More with historian Tim at the Rygate Hill wartime crash site. Hello, I'm Peter Stewart. So, yeah, we've got the local weather forecast on the way. First of all, this talking point, And I wondered what your views were about this. Uh, because someone posted on one of the local Facebook groups during the course of the week, and I, I, this, this really surprised me, and I wondered what you thought. I thought you might be interested anyway. They say, I understand this might not be a popular opinion, but as someone who works in a local coffee shop, hence why I'm posting anonymously, it surprises me how many local customers request hot water in a teapot and expect it to be free. Now, when I got that far, I'm thinking to myself... Okay, well, they've what's happened is they've ordered a pot of tea and they they want it to go a little bit further. So they're going to fill it up with some more hot water when they've taken a uh, a mug or two out of it or a cup or two out of it. But the poster goes on. It's a common occurrence, and unfortunately, many people react rudely when they're informed there's actually a charge for it. And that got me thinking: should there be a charge for hot water? And I thought. I don't know. I've I've never thought about it, but you know what? It doesn't it doesn't seem unreasonable. Goes on to say, it's important to realise that when you request hot water, you're not just receiving the water itself. You're also provided with a cup and saucer. And then I thought, why do they want a cup and saucer? Because presumably they're just topping up the teapot they've already got with the tea bag in it. So therefore, they've already got a cup and saucer or a mug. Or what. why do they? Wa- this is getting more and more curious. It goes on. Additionally, there's the cost of heating the water, the service of someone attending to your request, and the necessity to wash the teapot, cup and saucer afterwards. These expenses add up. Independent coffee shops often struggle financially, so in the future, if you find yourself in this situation, please remember, it's not just hot water. So it turns out that people in Rygate... And I hadn't come across this before. What are they doing? What do you think they're doing? Is is this something? Maybe it's something you do. Maybe it's something you've seen other people do. Maybe it's something you're still thinking, what on earth are they doing, Peter? Tell me, I will. People are bringing their own tea bags and lemon and sitting in a cafe and wanting the cafe to provide the seat and the heat and the light and possibly the power as well. They want the cafe to be providing the hot water in the teapot and the cup and the saucer and the spoon, but they don't want to pay for any of it because they say water should be free. And they're taking along their own tea bag or their lemon and sitting there and making use of all the facilities and not paying a coffee bean. That just really surprised me. Later, this is going on in Rygate. Really? I hadn't come across. Is that you? Maybe you want to kind of explain or defend or or, or, or something. But I, I was just, I was really surprised. And I, I wondered what your views were on that. If you'd like to drop me a line and tell me what your views are on that. Maybe you've seen other people do it. Maybe there's a, a couple of cafes where it's really easy to do it, perhaps because they don't want to say anything. They don't want to put off the uh, some of the local people that are actually going into there. Uh, d- drop me a line. You know that. You, you know how. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Got the weather stats from Professor Weather just coming into us. And also we'll check out the forecast as well in a moment or two. So first things first. Ah, here we go. Uh, just, just, just the one stat this week from uh, Professor Weather. 
who says it's the wettest start to the year since 2014. And uh, as of as of last Monday, over 200 millimetres of rain so far. The wettest start of the year since 2014. Boy, don't we know it. OK, then, here comes the weather for a few days ahead. It goes like this. Windy start on Saturday. Areas of cloud and scattered showers. Winds easing later, with showers clearing and wintry sunshine developing. Dry on Sunday and largely sunny, but a few areas of cloud drifting in by the evening. Dry and bright for much of Monday, but turning breezier into the evening as cloud and spells of rain start to sweep in and trending a little less chilly across the planet Rygate area. Of Rygate and Redhill and Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham, and across to Outwood as well. That is the planet Rygate area. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Next week on the Planet Rygate podcast. Local historian Tim continues the story of the crashed wartime plane on Rygate Hill. We have a report from The Time on what local people found when they got to the scene. A description of the devastation and the act of kindness from a local woman who got there first. Plus, hear about the personal effects found scattered around. Also, the Good Time Guide, news and weather together, Rygate Roulette. And we say thanks to some more local stars. And the 60-second soundscape is back as well. And last week on the show, we heard from David, all about the Red Hill core of drums and band. And we also heard a great memory of what was on the site of Donnings before the sports centre was built there. That was in episode 23 of the Planet Rygate podcast. So why don't you go back and listen to that via your favourite podcast app. Now, before we go, at the end of the show, natural sounds from a place you know. The 60-second soundscape. Local natural sounds uninterrupted. And this week featuring Red Hill and the sounds of bowling at the light. <laughs>